Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Let's talk about gambling. On a more serious note, an outright ban on gambling advertisements in sports and dedicated treatment pathways are needed to tackle the hidden epidemic of gambling addiction in Ireland. That's according to the College of Psychiatrists of Ireland, who today launched a position paper on gambling disorder in Ireland for what is described as a public health crisis. Interesting. Lots of things are public health crisis nowadays. It's said that with stalled progress in the regulation of advertising standards for betting outlets and the lack of specialised service, gambling disorder is a matter of crisis within public health which needs to be addressed sooner rather than later. And I wouldn't disagree with that. Since 2013, legislation which would reform Ireland's gambling laws have not progressed by the government and not been progressed by the government. It is not envisaged such legislation will be enacted until the second half of next year at the earliest. And the College of psychiatrists recommended that legislation be progressed and that gambling regulatory authorities be established without delay. Professor Colin O'Gara, a consultant addiction psychiatrist, said, we cannot continue to ignore the links between the problem of gambling and the current high volume of betting ads. Uh, Of course, you all see them on television every night, don't you? He also went on to say, be that in traditional TV ads or in team jerseys and sideline banners, betting has become strongly linked with the enjoyment of sport and we're normalising gambling as a behaviour. Much like tobacco, in 10 years, I think we will look back on the proliferation of gambling advertising in sport and entertainment and ask ourselves how we let it get so out of control. Currently, gambling advertising in Ireland is too much too common and critically occurs before the adult television watershed. So, now just to remind you again, as a nation, we gambled an estimated 9.8 billion in 2018. That figure has increased this year, particularly because of COVID. According to the latest statistics, 4.7 billion went in casinos at bingo and gaming machines. We also spent 4.3 billion on horse racing and other sports betting. H2 uh, Gambling Capitals November 2019 report says we spent 808 million on lottery draws and scratch cards and the annual spend, which amounts to two, uh, 379 euro per head, makes Ireland the seventh highest gambling country in the world. And the reason for it is, is because of the attractive advertising. It's clear, isn't it? When you hear advertisements for the National Lottery and you could be the millionaire, that encourages you to go out and buy a ticket. Oh, it's 300 million this week, 200 million this week, 150 million for the Euro millions, whatever it is. You think you're going to be the one, the one in millions. Actually, if you get a chance, Ashling, sorry, I didn't, I didn't get to do that during the break. Particularly uh, find out what are the chances of winning the Euro millions. One in whatever it is. I'm, I'm guessing somewhere one in 300, 400 million is your chance of probably winning uh, the jackpot uh, on the National Lottery, or they should I say the Euro Millions, because every country is involved in that. Um, so the point is, should we ban the advertising, not just for the lotto, but for, you know, you see these ads, a Betway and Paddy Powers and everybody else, all on at night on television, those advertisements that, you know, make you want to think that, well, you can become rich by gambling. And some people do. Let's be clear about this. People do win the lottery. Some people win on a horse, win a triple, whatever it is. And they do become rich. But the vast majority don't. They become poor. And usually people who don't have the money. So let me know what you think. Should we ban the advertising on gambling? There's never very many. There's very few rich gamblers out there. All right. Just to let you know. Okay. Here's the stats. In relation to the... uh, Is this the Euro Millions? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah. If the six numbers on a, t- a ticket match, the numbers drawn by the lottery, the ticket holder is a jackpot winner. Regardless of the order of the numbers, the probability is, of this happening is 1 in 13,983,816. So that's a bit lower than I thought anyway. But still, 1 in 13 million. So that's one in, you know, three and a, or two and a half times the population of Ireland. So the chances of you winning are slim. But there's always a chance. It's a small chance, but there's a chance. Mo, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Mo? I'm very well. How are you? Good, Mo. Should we ban, well, not just ban advertising, but ban online gambling, which seems to be the one that's causing the most amount of problems? Well, personally, it's only my opinion. If you ban online gambling, you're reducing people's choice to where they are going to go gambling, to whatever shops are open in this country. And that will be maybe two major gambling places, two major companies, or maybe three. And that's your choice. If you have a choice to go online, you have a choice of six or whatever, which would make you gamble more. But the main important thing is it it leaves you your choice. But in saying that, since online gambling came along and the ease of gambling, people have done it. Like, I'll give you an example, a simple example. I would have never gone into a bookie shop in my life. Never. I've been in one, never will. I think the only thing I've ever done was when I was young, my dad would put a pound on the, the Grand National for me in the bookies, right? He'd tell us all to pick a horse, right? So that was the only bit of gambling I've ever done in my life. But since they brought in an app for the National Lottery, I find myself doing it every now and again because it's easy. So, and I'm sure that goes the same for people who would normally not go to bookies, but now they'll bet on a football match on their phone. It makes it easier. So I think I think online gambling has certainly pushed the take up without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I, I agree. I do agree with you on that as well. I think that people do gamble more and they gamble more because I know that I actually gamble. I go and I bet on a horse. I have an online app. I don't go mad with it. You never should gamble what you can't afford. But... The main thing is, is when I'm busy working and I'm making money, the last thing I think about is going and gambling. And, and how, how, much would you, how much would you spend now when you bet on a horse or whatever, or a match or whatever it is? How much would you spend? Well, I have to admit that last two weeks ago, I did spend something I wouldn't normally spend. And I put 10 euros each way on Michael Winters' horse right. in Cheltenham. Okay. Now, I didn't go and put 25 or 50. Even did, so did it win, by the way? Did it win? It has a chance to win. Yes, it did in great style, and I was very happy for Michael Winters. But I still I'm happy even, for your few quid too, yeah. Well, I was, but I still didn't go crazy and go, oh, I'll put 50 euros on because it's done this and it seems like it could win. Because I have a sense of self-control. I like a little of everything. I think when you, if people with addictive personalities, they will be addicted to anything and they will do anything in excess. See, some we people have, have self-control, but others... You know, and, and there's always that sense of like, like when you get a you know a scratch card that has two euro win on it. I'm pretty yeah. sure the stats will tell you that when most people bring it back to the shop, they probably go, "I just give me another ticket." So there's that idea that when you win something, I should reinvest it because I could win more. And it's it's I suppose it's the greed as human beings because we want to win, we want to be rich. You know, it's human I think nature. That, that I, I, yeah, I think what I have noticed, especially over this year, is that. Um, it's really showing up when people decide if they have enough in their life. Do I have enough? Do I need more? Is money and is money has become so obsessive and folk, everybody's put their focus on money. And really, what I think people are starting to do is go. Actually, you know, I have enough. I don't need to go out and buy another couch. But it would be. But I think. But everybody, even though we might be doing okay, and yeah. and some of us are comfortable, some are not so comfortable. We'd still like to win a million quid, wouldn't we? Well, I think that when someone wins a million euros, 
the first thing they're frightened of is I'll get robbed. People will know I've got that. They could rob me for it. So that brings fear that they never had before. And the second thing is, is once they start to spend that, which they will, and it goes away, once they get to a certain amount, they'll start to panic. They don't have the same amount. So mm. has it really brought them happiness? Yeah, I'm looking at by the way, because Ash gave me the figures there a second ago that was 13 million, but somebody's corrected me here. Now, I don't know whether that's right or wrong. I get Ash checked, but you said the odds of winning, say, the jackpot and the Euro millions, which is one of the big things that we gamble on. A lot of people, regular people who might not normally walk into a bookies, is, mm. he says here, one in 140 million. Now, don't get me wrong, there's been a couple of Irish winners, but you're, I think literally a couple, but your, your chance of winning are so small. But yet we're all in there thinking it'll be me this week. It'll be, and we'll throw 20 quid on it a week. People, I mean, 20 quid a week is, you know, it's over 1,100 quid a year. You know what I mean? Well, it's more actually, 1,200 quid a year. So for a lot of people, that's 1,200 quid they don't have. I think that if they um, put that 20 euros in a savings account in their bank and say, do you know what, I spend a tenner a week on the, on the, on the lottery or whatever, mm. and they start putting it in. Well, after what, four weeks, they have 40 euros. After two months, they have 80 euros, and it's in their pocket, and it's definite. I, I, although I go and gamble on a horse now and then, I don't use the lottery. I don't put bets on football or, you know, flies crawling up the wall or any of these things. Uh, but I'm, I suppose what it is is that I'm kind of careful and I'm highly aware that things can get out of hand and that I don't want to... Very quickly, they can get out of thing. hand. Yeah, the, I, and, and sadly, it's the people with the least amount of money lose the most because they're desperate to win money. Because they want to better their lives, so well, I mean, so if they if they get a tip for a horse, you know, they they're gonna be the ones that'll go in there and hope to win. I I mean, I was my winnings just in case people are listening wondering what did you do with their money? I won two hundred euros and I went and straight away I paid off my oil heating bill. So, mm. and one time I won seventy euros and I bought a wheelbarrow. Now, it's just the things that because I can look back on those items and see them physically. That's where that money went. Would I do it again? I don't know because it's instantly exactly what you say. Once you win an amount, you quickly will put it straight back you in. You reinvest have again. To say, yeah. Gamblers are a breed of their own. They're hugely addicted and their first love is gambling. Okay, okay but just, just before we go to the next caller, so whatever about banning it altogether, that's probably not going to happen. Do you think we should ban the advertising? I think that when you start banning things that people do, you have to question what will be the next well, we thing. Know. We know. Well, no, not necessarily. We look, we ban the advertising of cigarettes. We ban the advertising yeah. of alcohol before a certain time at night. You know, we ban the, adver- the, you know, using cigarettes, for example, as sponsors for, say, Formula One and all those other things in football and all those kind of things. So we, 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 we do control things and regulate things, you know, yeah. that are in the interest of the general public. I think it's no harm to reduce it and to sort of look at what we're... To look at our habits ourselves, our advertising habits, the, 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 you know, the, the powers to be, to look at what is going on in this country, what, are you, what is allowed and what isn't allowed, and what is getting out of hand, and what should you be in. That's the whole thing, and there's many things. Yeah, maybe reduce gambling, advertising, certainly, because, you know, you see school kids, they're online doing it. OK, well, just to clarify, by the way, in case of the figures, because people are texting in loads of different figures now in relation to that with winning the lottery. OK, the actual figures are Euromillions.com says the odds of picking up five numbers and the two lucky stars, I'm sure most of you know more about that than I do, is one in 139,838,160. Matching five numbers and one star has odds of one in 6,991,908. There is a one in 22 chance of matching two numbers in the draw. You're getting a small prize, whatever it is, a fiver or something like that. Uh, The approximate overall odds of winning a prize in the Euro Millions are one in 13 million. So winning a prize. Okay, 
So it doesn't matter that way in the jackpot the person that's texting there, right? So to, 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 in other words, to get the five numbers on the two lucky stars, your chances are one in 139 million. That is very low odds. Uh, okay, let me just go to, uh, who is it go to here? Oh yeah, Tom. Tom, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Tom? Niall, how are you doing? You're a recovering gambler. I am indeed. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that, although I'm sure the temptation is there every single day when you see ads and you hear ads for, you know, horse racing, lotteries, betways, paddy powers, everybody else. I'm sure the temptation is always there. Oh, there's always a temptation, Niall. Always a temptation. I just have to remember where I came from. Okay. And what gambling actually did to me, you know, and, and how, as, as Mo said, you know, if you stop online gambling, you mean, um, people will go to bookies or casinos, you know. But I, I, when I was in the bookies or casinos, I didn't see many 12, 13, 14 year olds, mm-hmm. you know, where they can go out and buy one of these prepaid credit cards and suddenly they're 18 year olds online. And that's, that's where the problem starts. Well, we've got a bigger problem when it comes to kids gambling is you've got PlayStation. I know oh, I don't yeah. I don't I know nothing about loot boxes, but I I heard they're trying to bring in legislation to stop it from happening. They're playing FIFA and they're buying or gambling on loot boxes and other things yeah, like that. Yeah. So so they're they're introducing children to gambling at a very young age. At a very, very early age. I mean there's there's two kinds of gamblers. You know, as most of people can walk into a bookies, they can go online, they can place a bet and that's it. And then once you cross the line in the compulsive gambling, it becomes a whole different ball game. It's nothing about the money. Okay, so you, so you were a compulsive money. gambler, Tom, yeah? Uh, yes. Okay, yes, how, and to, give me, and to give me an idea of what a compulsive gambler is, and for those maybe who don't understand, fully understand it, how much would you have spent a week? How much would I have spent a week? Uh, how long is a piece of string? You know, whatever so whatever you had, had, basically. Whatever I had, whatever it took, because the, it, it was never... You had a hope of winning money, okay? But once the addiction kicks in, okay, it becomes the chase for the high, because when I anticipate putting on the best, okay... My whole character, my mood altered, changed. Okay, once I put on a bet. Okay, well, we call it the dopamine release. Yeah, okay, so the winning. Yes, it. once the winning is happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, once, once I put on the bet, there's that 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 high is running through me. And so where would you be? Would you be in the bookies at the time? I'd be in the bookies. I I, I would be at the bookies to bring the bins in for them. You know, oh, wait okay. for the doors to open. You know what I mean? And when the bookies close, you know I mean, which is during the summertime was the worst because it was like half an hour night. And when I when I got home, then I'd go online, and then it became Texas Hold'em. Oh you know, I could have nine poker tables going at one time, a roulette wheel, blackjack, and either Australian or American reason. And where were you getting, getting the money for this, Tom? Where were you getting the money for it? Work, you know. So, working, so, working, and, working, and you'd working, win, working, you'd win every now and again, of course. Every now and again, but I mean, the, the thing is, I couldn't stop, regardless of I won or not. I couldn't what was stop. You, can you remember your biggest win? Uh, my biggest win would have been. I think it was four and a half thousand on a, a Texas Hold'em tournament. Right, okay. And that would have went straight back in, reinvested that, into more gambling. Yeah, two days. Okay, and what were you playing? Prim- was it horses, poker? Uh, primarily it started out as uh, horse racing and when it was online then it evolved to um, roulette and Texas Hold'em poker. Okay, all right. I would know nothing about any of those, but uh, but I mean, I'm pretty sure they are very addictive. Very, very much so. You okay. know, anything, anything can be addicted to a composite gambler. Anything, any, any kind of betting at all, uh, including the lotto. And just, you know. just like alcoholism, it has a wider effect on your life. Then, um, oh, of course, because it doesn't just affect. It, never, it didn't just affect me. It affected everybody around me. Everybody. Were you were you married, me. Tom, at the time? Are you married? Oh, well, I, I was. Okay, so I was. So it affected and your I, marriage, I'm sure. Uh, would it, well, it destroyed my marriage. Destroyed, destroyed your marriage. marriage. Okay. okay, yeah, it destroyed anything around me. It destroyed. I, mean, I was. I look at the addiction of gambling like a tsunami. 
Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, the first wave, the biggest wave, took out everybody close to me. And how long? Um, how long did your family put up with you, so to speak? Uh, too long, too long. They put up with it for years in the hopes, in the hopes that that, that uh, it would change. You know, all the false promises and. You and were you, were you oh, lying about money and lying? Oh, that, that, that's part and parcel of, of, of compulsive of gambling. Right, I mean, okay. Just the, the lying, the hiding, the, the, it was just, you know, ongoing, ongoing. You know, Spending then, the mortgage money, all that kind of stuff, yeah? Everything, everything. And then it leads to, there's one way out of this, you know, mm. because you literally, literally, when gambling gets a hold of you, it, it, I said it, it destroys, oh, it destroys you. your mental health, yeah, of course. There yeah. are no signs, no, there's no signs. I can't look at a person and go, He's a compulsive gambler. I can look at somebody falling out of a pub and I thought, he's had a good few drinks. All right. mm. I could walk home and, and my wife at the time said to me, well, you know, how's your day? Great. I mean, good day at work. And, you know, I did this. I could have been in the bucket and lost everything. And the panic inside, where am I going to get this money back? But there's a smile on my face because there are no physical signs. And the damage that is done before the family or loved ones find out is just insurmountable. You know, and so and did you have did you have children, Tom? Yes, yes. Okay. And and at no at no stage do you? Well, I'm sure you do. Do you do you walk into your house knowing you've just lost the mortgage and the and the electricity bill or whatever else you happen yeah. to have in your pocket? Did you walk into your house and look at your family and feel like a complete heel? I walk in, look at my family, and I just thought, you know, they are much better off without me. Mm. You know, and you you get to that dark side then. Yeah, you get to that dark side, and three attempts in the dark side. I'm sorry, dear. I'm sorry, dear. You went through that, Tom. That's that's awful. That's, I mean, and, and but but I'm not the only compulsive gambler goes through that. Every compulsive gambler, fifteen percent of suicides in Ireland, are directly attributed to compulsive gambling. And what about the responsibility of the bookie shop, right? I mean, there's a responsibility on a bar not to serve you when you're pissed, right? Or if you're yes. an alcoholic, to have a level of responsibility. The vintners yes. have a level of responsibility, self-regulated and somewhat. But is there is there there's a responsibility as well by the bookies? There's supposed to be a responsibility to uh, say, look, you've spent way too much money. And stop, yes. stop. How'd I would never approach at any stage, at any stage, walking in with 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 a couple of grand in my pocket, okay? And at the end of the day, trying to make an accumulator with forty-eight cent, I was never approached by any staff member go, you know, do you think you might have a problem or do you think you need to take a break? Mm. You know, I found... Uh, and were you, were you getting it, tips on horses then off these tipsters and... No. Not really, no. no. It was just your no. own just your own experience. Uh, just my own experience. And did you do the lottery yeah. as well, by the way? No, not really, because I'd have to wait. My, oh. my fixes had to be instant. You mean? All right, okay, so you had to see a result it. fairly quickly. Yeah, I get to The I get result you. had to be quick. The result, and therefore... The, the, the minute I got the result in, my, my kind of high was gone. I needed the next bet, the next bet, the next bet to keep this, this elusive chase going. It's like a drug, you know, so isn't it? It's almost like drugs. It, it, basically, I mean, the, the, they call it the, 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 the compulsive gambling became like a, a crack cocaine. Really. Yeah, I, 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 I was shocked at the figures it. that 9.8 billion is spent oh, yeah. in, and that was, this is 2018, I'm pretty sure it's worse this year, right? That's 379 euro per head of population. Is yep. spent on gambling in this country. You know what I mean? Gambling, and and, and even alone. just on the lottery, eight hundred and eight million on lottery draws. Yeah. Like that, I mean, I, I, by the way, people think you know, oh, it's very glamorous. The lottery sounds more glamorous because the ads are lovely on the television and all that kind of. You could be the millionaire, etc. It is gambling. It's still gambling. Oh, it's gambling. It's gambling. It doesn't matter if it's scratch card, if it's it's doing the lotto, if it's uh, to a compulsive gambler. It could be flipping a euro coin for a cup of coffee. That's and did you did you find? I mean, when you started doing, what age were you, Tom? Sorry, when you started gambling? Uh, nineteen ninety four. 
was my first pet. Okay, and and what what age would would you have been at that stage? Um, let me see. I have to go back that far. <laughs> <laughs> what age are you now? That's twenty six years ago, Niall. Okay, okay. So would no, you? So 20, I was twenty five years old. So would you find that even in your day to day life? If something was happening on the news, like recently, for example, you know, myself and one of the other staff here had a bet on who was going to win the American election, right? Now, I don't normally gamble, but I had a bit of a bet with him, right? Did you find you were constantly betting with friends just out of habit, just saying, no way, he's not going to be able to do that. I'll tell you what, I'll put a tenner on it with you. Did you find that well, you well, were... In, in, in my early days, yes. You know, in in recovery now, no. I mean, if people talk about betting around me or something, I, I really don't have an interest in it. Mm. You know, uh, most of my friends know uh, about me and know about my past. I'm very careful around me, okay? The ads on TV, they don't phase me. The one that used to phase me was, and I'd used to come on TV about, uh, there was a guy, he'd be sitting in a buggy, he'd be on one, what, what they call a fob tee, a fixed odds betting terminal. It's one of these roulette machines or poker machines. Okay. And he was just plummeting money into it and into it. And the ad came up the end goes, when the fun stops, stop. I'm looking back at the, the the years and years of gambling that I had and going, when was it ever fun? Was it ever fun? No, no, it was never fun. Well, I'm, I'm sure, well, I'm, sure that, that, I'm sure there was euphoric moments at the times you won. Oh, oh definitely. When I win, but that was very, I mean, very short lived, mind the, you. Some of the get out of jail wins were absolutely just tremendous, mm. you know. Um, and, but, well, I mean, what what advice would you give? I mean, there are people listening today who know they have a gambling problem because, as like alcoholism, like drugs, you have to be you have to admit yourself you have a problem, right? Oh, yeah. And there's people yeah. listening to you today who who know in their own heart of hearts they have a problem, but maybe not admit it to somebody else. What advice would you give them on how you got out of that and how you came to the realization this is a mugs game? this is something you can't do on your own. You can't just stop if you cross the line to compulsive gambling. You cannot stop on your own. Right, it's absolutely impossible. You need support. You need support of Gamblers Anonymous. I ended up going going to treatment, okay, and it was a twelve week treatment program. I spent the twelve weeks in the treatment program. When I was finished the treatment program, I spent another seven years in the same facility, okay, dealing with other compulsive gamblers that came into the place. Now I had such a passion for what gambling had done to me, okay, and to try help others not to go through the same things. And I dealt a lot, a lot of young people and a lot of old people, you know. And so is there I, situations I, you have to avoid? Like like an alcoholic has to avoid, say, social events and stuff like that initially. Oh, well, I, never go to, I never go to a gambling event. Uh, I never, I mean, when people stop me on the street, like to, to uh, you get them sometimes in, in the Galway City and stuff, they'll be um, selling scratch cards outside shopping centres for, yeah. uh, it could be a charity service. You know, I have to walk away from it. I mean, yeah. Um, some friends uh, or some family of friends who might know me that well will turn around they could be selling tickets and uh, I've got to say look sometimes I go data or donation don't write my name down I mean uh, I, what are the best ways if, if somebody's in a family maybe to take away the access to the money in other words for the, in the best interest of themselves if they are getting paid they get paid into their wife's account instead of their own so they have no access to the money <laughs> I know that sounds very. I know that I'm sounds sorry. quite controlling, no, no, but no, no, the reason I'm laughing, I, I've done it. I've handed over my card. I, I've had my company pay it directly into my wife's account. Right? If I wanted money to gamble, I would get money to gamble. It's as simple as that. You'd figure out a way of doing it. No, I'd figure. I, I'd I'd borrow from people. Mm. Oh, you know, right. Okay. okay. I mean, Which makes it even worse then, because then you end up uh, owing a lot of people money. Yeah. Of course. You know, and then the more I owe, the more I feel the need to gamble to try, you to try and, and get, get the money. It's a, yeah, of course, the vicious circle. Yeah. And, 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 and okay, so how long are you off it now, Tom? How long are you off it? I'm, I'm just just under nine years off it. Well done. 
you know. Well done. Um, and it, it, it's a journey. It's a journey. Oh, absolutely. You know, but, I'm listening to your I, journey. I'm listening I mean, to it. The pandemic, the pandemic kind of knocked me back a bit, okay, at the start, because we had no meetings to go to. Yeah. And, like, oh, and, and also you were bored and the devil makes work for idle hands. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't bored. I'm a healthcare worker. I okay, was okay. bored during the pandemic. Time, All right. Thankfully. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, All right. You know, um, and, but I mean, I'm, my, I'm, I'm always um, on the lookout for things that, that would tempt me. I mean, the, the danger signs and things like that. And I know myself when my character is actually changing. Yeah. You know, and, and if I'm getting bored or I get frustrated or I'm getting angry, okay, I know then I, I got to pick up the phone. I, I got to phone a friend or my sponsor, whoever it'll be, and say, look, this is how I'm feeling. And that's what men in Ireland don't do and couples of gamblers don't do. In recovery, we, we, we need to talk to each other. We need to stand Yeah, well, look, I, you know, I, I could talk to you for hours and I'm sure people would love to listen to more of your story. I know some of the... Uh, the lotteries and some of the other different agents for gambling, uh, particularly the online gambling, they do set a cap, but you can change the cap yourself, by the way. Uh, for example, the UK National Lottery app, they tell you how much you've spent in the last seven days. I think it's capped at about 500 quid a month or something like that, but you can change the cap. Oh, yeah, you can change the cap. Of course yeah, and the same, the, cap, the same you know. with the online gambling, with all those big ones that we hear, Fox and Betway and all the other ones that you hear on a regular basis. You can cap it, but you can change the cap yourself, can't you? Oh, yeah, but I mean, the, 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 the incentive on these ads come on for, for younger gamblers especially is Okay, if you deposit, uh, say you were depo- to deposit just 100 euros, okay, we'll give you 200% bonus. So they're thinking, oh, if I deposit 100, now I'm getting 300 to play with. You know, mm. and they don't give you the terms and conditions. Yeah, or if you, I've seen the ads where if you sign up, we give you £10 free to start. Just They're just going to hand you £10 off you go. But should they know you're going to spend it immediately yeah. anyway? Exactly. But but listen, you know, Tom, it's, I mean, been, it's been lovely talking to you. I'm sorry everyone out of time, Tom. It's been lovely talking to you, Tom. And, and you stay on the right path, okay? Fair play to you. And well done to changing Thank your you life and turning it around, all right? Have a happy Christmas, all right? Okay, loads and loads of people texting in. A very interesting story, by the way. And I want to know, what do you believe we should ban online gambling? Pat, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Pat? How you know? Getting back to the gambling, uh, Pat, I mean, the advertising clearly has a huge impact on the amount of money that's spent on gambling, particularly online gambling. So should we ban the advertising or ban the online gambling completely? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't see any reason why we ban the, the, the advertising. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, same as alcohol, you know, uh, same as cigarettes. They've all, there's no advertising on them anymore, you know. Yeah. And it is an addiction, you know. Well, so it, it is, and, it's, and, it's, and, it's, and it obviously causes the same social problems. Yeah, it's so easy, you know. Unfortunately, everyone has access to near enough. Everyone has access to you know a smartphone, and it's just a it's, it's just a pressing button away. Mm-hmm. People are in debt, you know. Yeah, you know. And and by the way, we we don't often include the national lottery in when we talk about gambling, and that's why I've included it today because I think it's yeah, important. It's it is gambling. Eight hundred and eight million was spent on lottery draws and scratch cards. Yeah. By the way, you can imagine how many people bought for the for the. Euro millions, for instance, you know. Yeah, of course, yeah. There two weeks ago, what was that 180 million or 200 million there two weeks ago? Million, yeah. yeah. And I don't get me wrong, I did it myself. Yeah, so we all do it to be in the hope that we're going to be that one in 139 million people. Well, that's, that's not too bad, I mean. That's just a nice little chance, you know, but I mean. Is, you think so? One in 139 million, what's the odds? It's a chance, it's a chance you take, you know. Oh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. as regards yeah. online gambling, that's a whole difference. Yeah. It's a whole different bargain. You know, people, is, it is an addiction. Yeah, I mean, at least with the lottery thing, you can only do it once a week or twice a week or whatever it is. But the other thing, you can just keep doing it, can't you? Yeah, unfortunately, it's there, you know. So it's there 24-7, basically, now on your phone, you know. And it's very glamorous. Yeah. When you look at the ads, for yeah. example, Pat, yeah. you know, you've got the fox there jumping I around. You pop-ups and, all the time. You're on something else on the phone, you know, whatever. And you see pop-ups for 
Yeah. You know, you get this and you give you some credit for the gamble. You yeah, know, we give you free tenor if you want to sign up there. Yeah. You know, and it, it is, I mean, and for, for young kids, and by the way, can I point out, a lot of people are texting in about uh, PlayStation, um, you know, that we're training young children from a young age to gamble, and they have these, what they call the loot boxes. Now, I don't know how they work, I'm sure somebody can explain it to me, but basically it's kids gambling and hope to get a good player for their team on FIFA or whatever game it happens to be. So they're, they're, it is gambling, it's a loot, they're called loot boxes, they want to bring in legislation around this, but these are 12 and 13 year olds gambling people's yep. money away. Yes, yeah, it's not their money. Obviously, it's not their money. Well, no, their mum and dad has put their credit card on the PlayStation to buy upgrades for the game, and they're using that. Yeah. You know? And all of a sudden, I did have a woman on last year, and her son had spent 2500 the family's mortgage. Essentially, he had spent without even knowing. Yeah. You know, that's how and dangerous there are, these you things know, are. No, there are no, unfortunately, you know, there's, there's, there's no um, parameters there, really. No. Anybody. I know, they, they say, I remember listening to an article there, World ago on the radio, and it was in relation to people, and they they trying to stop people getting into debt, you know. Yeah. Well, get limit them, but even that didn't work. There were there were ways around it, you know. Yeah, of course. Have you ever gambled yourself, well, Pat? You ever do a bit of gambling? No, not really. You know what? Not time. Yeah, you know, do, do the lottery. lottery. Yeah. We got a tip for the horse, and just you know the the grand yeah. national something like that. You, you might just have an interest in it, you know. But other than that, no. Yeah, I know it is. You're like me then. It's one of those things you either do or you don't do. I think really, and yeah. then some people just go I, too far. I, then I don't see the point in it. Cut the forty. You're you're much too too hard earned to be just you throwing know, it away but, on a chance. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a game of chance, isn't it, really? You yeah. know, I know the horse racing, people will claim that, you know, oh, look, we know certain horses are good in the, the wet or good in the firm or whatever yeah. the hell it is. All of a sudden, they're not. <laughs> yeah, and the complete outsider wins, who is yeah. useless. <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that now. If I saw a horse racing, you know, 101, I might stick a fiver each way in or something. So, you know what? Yeah. So you've not to, well, I was going to say you've nothing to lose, but you're fiery, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's it, yeah. All right, well, listen, Pat, thanks for that. Okay, I'm going to take a few more calls after the break in relation to that, by the way. Do you believe that they should ban advertising, at least on online gambling? And if not, should they just ban online gambling altogether? Because after all, it has increased the amount of people who are spending money. It is a shocking figure. People don't believe me. No, somebody said, can you read out that figure again? I didn't believe it was so high. Nine t- 9.8 billion. This is 2018, by the way. I don't have a more recent figure for you, but I'm pretty sure the figures for for this year are probably a lot higher than that because people have been, uh, you know, at home doing very little. So 9.8 billion was spent on gambling in 2018 in this country. That's 379 euro per head of population. Hi, and oil. Uh, just listening to that lad there about the compulsive gambling. Um, I was down that road myself. Uh, I'm a year out of it now, gladly. Um, it destroyed everything I had. It took everything I had. Um, the only way I can really describe you're just saying about these euphoric moments and stuff like that it's like if you're on a night out with the lads having a few drinks everything is great crack you know everyone's buzzing having the laugh the whole lot you know that's when you're spending your money and you're, you know you're, you're waiting for the, 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 the horse to win or the dog to win or whatever the case or you're nobody to come to rule you know and then the hangover the next day after we've been out with the lads is like when you have lost your money you know, it's so, so depressing. It's so, you know, I don't know how many times I've gone home with nothing in my pocket. You know what I mean? It's You know, you start thinking about, geez, I've no money for lunch for tomorrow. I've no money for petrol for my car. I've no money for for anything. You've no money to even buy a cup of coffee sometimes in your pocket. And it's a horrible, horrible way to be, you know. it's 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 a scary way to be. 
I can well imagine. I can well imagine. And even if you did manage to get yourself a couple of quid for a cup of coffee, you probably wouldn't spend it on a cup of coffee. It'll go straight into your gambling again. Ah, yeah. Somebody says, speaking of the Euro Millions now, you've just reminded me it's 40 million tomorrow. <laughs> Remind me to play. Thanks, Liam. Uh, I work for a bookies and we make more from women doing the lottery in the bookies than from horse racing. That's true. Uh, yeah, that comes from the industry, says Brian. Uh, well, obviously the bookies you work in, yeah. Uh, and I, I don't know, by the way, I don't know if there's any studies done in relation to who, I would imagine men bet more than women. Maybe I'm wrong in thinking that. And maybe with the lottery, maybe it is women more than men. Now, I know the bookies have, well, according to them, they have a better deal on the lottery. Uh, because they do the Irish and the British and they do all the lotteries, don't they, as well? You can book a net bet in them when you want. Uh, maybe the odds are slightly better. I don't know. Hi, now, riddle me this. Any child can can legally bet uh, on the state-owned tote betting system. How can the government justify the absolute hypocrisy of this, as Stephen and Lucan? Um, yeah, well, the difference is, I suppose, the lottery is only twi- twice a week. I mean, you've got a Wednesday or, you know, or, well, you've got a Wednesday, Tuesday. Actually, no, you've got a Tuesday in Euro Millions. You've got the Wednesday... Uh, draw, then you have the Friday Euro Millions and the Saturday draw. So it's four times a week. So you can't just do it whenever you feel like doing it. There also is a level of responsibility. They won't let you do it after 12 o'clock at night. Uh, you can cap on it as well. And don't get me wrong, it is gambling. I'm not trying to play it down. It is gambling. Whereas with horse racing and all these other betting places online, you can pretty much do what you want at any time of the day. John, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, John? Afternoon, how are you? John, in relation to gambling, should we ban the advertising or just ban the online gambling altogether? That makes it too easy for people to gamble. Well, in good whole hog, I'd ban the online gambling completely because before you had to actually physically go to the, we said the betting office, go down the road, pick your horses, you know, study the farm. But with this thing, you're just inside. No, you can do it in work, yeah. yeah. You can, you can do it on your phone, on the bus. I mean, you can do it inside, inside your bedroom at home. If it's windows inside, they're just scanning away every second cent you have and every cent that you haven't got, which you might probably end up having to borrow money off of some loan shock to pay off one gambling debt, then that leads you down another road, and you know what I mean? So I'd ban it completely. Mm. No, I, no, I, I, well, I, I don't know. Well, I wouldn't ban gambling per se per, completely because then we live in a society that I wouldn't uh, agree with, which is just banning everything. But ah, I do, yes, I do yeah, believe yeah. that online gambling, particularly the advertising involved in it, Encourages yeah, people know. to do it. Like we wouldn't, we wouldn't allow cigarette advertising. Well, another thing I've been and I know the last year one like this. No, I do the lot all the time. Like I mean, hoping the ring do one just like yourself. There's a, there's a chap I work with. He won three million here on. Cross and how often would you do it? I, I wouldn't do it every every time. I do it when when and probably the advertising the advertising works when I hear an ad for a big win, like for a hundred and fifty million yeah, on Euro millions. Yeah. That's when I'd yeah. kind of do it. Well, I, I I do it twice a week. Would you? I would. Well, and I mean, how much? And how much would you do a time? Um, I'd probably just do maybe four euro with sir. Okay, right. So that's a tenner yeah, a week. It's still five hundred twenty quid a year. What, what I would do if I had any power on, I think the government should do it. But there's huge money being made. That's when you see the pensioners coming out there, post office, and they get their pension next, and there's five scratch cars, and that's they are the biggest abomination on the planet. What they scratch cars? Banned, yeah, they should be banned from the face of the earth. You Why, well, I'm sure some money. people win on them. Well, Jesus, I tell you, I've yet to meet someone that wants something on that. Yeah, I, really I, I bought a couple of, well, I bought how many scratch cards, but the most I've ever won is four euro or something like that. See, but I'm sure there are, I don't know anybody who's won like 20 or 30 grand on a scratch card, but I'm sure there must be some, because yeah. it has to be fair. When I say yeah, fair, yeah. they're going to make money, obviously. But. Well, well, obviously, they'll, they'll throw a few bob in here and there, too, but the chances are like, I mean, you're just throwing, you, you, there's a lake up on me called the lock, you must well throw your money into it. Yeah. 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 And what about, what about, have you ever got three stars? 
Jesus, uh, did I get you? No, no, I never got him. But uh, my, my relation, mm. I got him, Alex, and she went up and she won. In Dublin, know, yeah, it, in RTE. Yeah, I think a, she won about 10 grand or something on the wheel or something, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. and then that, that's, that, that's the bizarre thing about the whole three stars thing. We then make a programme on television for half an hour where we, you know, we see people but gambling. It's just, I know. It's kind I know. of bizarre, actually. Oh, okay, well, listen, John, thank you very much indeed. By the way, thank support you. for anybody who's affected by gambling or addiction in Ireland. Gamblers Anonymous. And the number, by the way, there, if you've got a pen and paper, it's a Dublin number, 01 872. That's 872-1133. That's 872-1133. And that is uh, for anybody who's affected by gambling addiction it's, uh, in Ireland. It's Gamblers Anonymous. Or you can go, by the way, to gamblersanonymous.ie. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.